0: Ghost in the Night with Phil Sams. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 105 of Ghost in the Night, a hauntings and paranormal podcast. We're back. We are officially back. We're in the new studio. We are, our break is over. I, you know, it was a crazy year last year. And that is really, I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, but So I had to take some time off. I had some life changes and I just need to take a break and get moved, get in the new studio here or new room, which is acting as a studio, let's be honest. Um, it's not perfect by any stretch of any imagination, but it'll suffice and we'll get the job done. We do have some different little Gadgets we're going to try to play with. I wanted to go live more, but I don't know if that's going to work. I'm having some technical issues on the live stream to record these via Facebook on live stream. So we're just recording this standard for the time being. But I really think that I needed the break. And I'm glad that a lot of you have stuck with me. Continue to download, continue to continue to listen to the podcast to reach out to me i want to thank everybody who did reach out for me they were a little concerned about my well-being i believe um but everything's cool everything's awesome um just a life change and we're getting back to it now and we're going to start this 2021 off right and really focus in on this podcast making it the best it can be um, I got a lot of topics I want to cover, and that is kind of what I want to talk about in this episode. I don't have a, per se, a real topic I'm going to dive into t- tonight for this episode, but I just want to talk about what is going on with the podcast. I do, I am going to talk about one issue that I've talked about a bunch on uh, this podcast. Just for a matter of fact, I got a comment, and it's really, uh, it's a common issue, and I'm going to Talk about that comment. I want to kind of give my thoughts on it, and hopefully, that person will see this video or hear this podcast and maybe get a good idea of what to do. Um, but and I also did go on a investigation last week, and uh, it's the first one in a long time that I've really taken the time to go on. You know, it was a, it was really hard to do anything. In twenty twenty, just for the mere fact of the pandemic, everything was closed down, you know, everybody's emotions and tensions were on high alert and you know, it was it was just probably the strangest year that I've ever had to live with in my now forty eight years. So I just wanna kinda of talk about that a little bit. Um, this and I'll get to that comment toward the end of the episode, but last year we did Harley No investigations at all. At least I didn't. Um, The team that I am associated with did do some investigations, or did try to do the best it could. You know, out, you know, kind of out and about. Um, I kind of took pretty much took most of the year off, really, and didn't really do anything. So that hurt the on the hunt episodes. But I did go out last weekend to a private residence, and I'm not going to say who it was or whatever. They want their um, identity kept quiet i'm just going to talk about my experiences about getting back into the field about actually doing some investigations doing an investigation after being such a long layoff and what it's like and i did something happened to me on this investigation that had never happened before or it was exaggerated more so than normal in my opinion and it was it it was strange, and I wanted to really talk about that. So let's go ahead and get the podcast started. Now, I got a phone call about an possible investigation uh, from a friend of mine, Frankie, who's been on the show many times. We've you know, had several discussions on some episodes that you've probably heard in the past, and he said he had a private residence that wanted us to come in, or wanted to come in and do a little investigation he wanted me to go so naturally i went and this person was you know they didn't want to share a whole lot they you know they weren't really didn't want it out there so i didn't really i was thinking about doing a live on the hunt episode there but didn't pan out i they weren't they just wanted to keep their identities quiet they didn't want anybody to really know they they have these issues going on so i agreed to go i did record some audio they i didn't do a lot of video recording of it so there there might not be a big on the hunt episode i will play some of the ghost box sessions in a future episode maybe i'll have frankie on and we'll discuss this a little bit more in depth from his perspective and but I went into this place I was the first one in to talk to this gentleman and that you know I started asking typical questions you know what's going on how long has it been going on how long have you lived here the standard questions that you know I need to get a idea of what I'm about to do what I'm about to face or if there's anything there you know so I asked those standard questions and he explained to me what was going on Now, this was in Indiana, just not too far away from the Ohio-Indiana border in, you know, southwest Ohio, southeast Indiana. I'm out in the farmland, essentially, Uh, you know, so there is, I think, a land-based issue going on there. I think there's some, whatever is going on there from what I could tell was, is probably related to the land, not the home I'm not even sure it's them per se but I think it's something with the land because that land does have some Native American ties and we all know that Native American paranormal activity is common they had such a strong attachment to the land their energy is naturally absorbed by the ground and the atmosphere around that area so naturally I think a lot of Activity can be sparked from areas or land that is that was at one time extremely heavy in Native American culture. Just for the matter of fact, like I said, of how in tune and how spiritual they were about the land, and that I think a lot of it is residual. Um, but with this particular home, you know, I walked in, and before I really knew about the Native American stuff. The room was... It was a mobile home. So, those in itself do have some issues when it comes to paranormal activity. Um, I've lived in them myself. And activity... It's very easy to confuse maybe possible paranormal activity with possible natural causes that happen that can't appear to be paranormal. So, I... You know you have to be aware of that, and I do have some experience with that since because I lived in mobile homes before, and a lot of things can be misinterpreted because they're not. You know they're they're thin. They're not really well. This was a double wide, but anyway, walls are thin. Electrical EMF could play a big role at times because of insulation issues and everything. And from my experience, it's most paranormal activity in modular homes like that do tend to lean toward, you know, EMF-type stuff. High EMF, you know, does cause some effects on you. You can even, even see hallucinations. You can see things like that. Now, this investigation, we were just trying to get a feel for it. We really didn't come loaded for bear with equipment, just recorders and video camera. We just wanted to get a sense of this place and talk to them and see what is going on. And if we can just get a read on the... On the location you know so we it wasn't a full-blown investigation we didn't bring you know a lot of equipment like I said just a recorders and a video camera and we just wanted to get in tune with the area or the home and find out what was going you know on and see if we can just spark anything get anything going that way so the gentleman who I conversed with the owner of the home told me some activity they hear naturally some strange noises. His wife did see an aberration, full bodied aberration, walk from the kitchen through the living room to the back room. Now, most of the activity seems to be centered around that back room, which basically has a TV in it. And it's and kind of a not just a getaway room, a small little man cave type thing, if you will. So we naturally you know we walked by there or walked to that room and this is what was so strange about that particular location that had never had happened to me now i've i've had on previous episodes or previous investigations I should say I've talked about this on previous episodes that you know I have had such a strong reaction to a particular room in an, in a location where I've felt physically ill, interacting with the environment has kind of, you know, affected me physically, where I felt like I was going to throw up, uh, you know, headaches and things such as that. So I am I do have some experience with this, and not that I'm an empath by any stretch, but, you know, I do sense things. I can't, you know, I don't hear voices, thank God. They'd lock me up in a loony bin. But I do kind of, or I can... Get in tune with an area and do have some, you know, physical manifestations of stuff that is going on in the atmosphere. And as soon as I walked in the door, or walked through the door, I should say, it was the door was open actually, it was like the atmosphere changed. And it was so dramatic how it changed. It was like walking into a freezer almost and... It was noticeable and it was quick. It was like one, as soon as you, it was like there was a barrier, you just, an invisible barrier, you just walked through and you had normal temperature outside in the hallway. You walked through it and you're like in a freezer, not in a freezer, that's an exaggeration, but you could tell the temperature had dropped. And it was dramatic, like I said. It, it, as soon as you cross that threshold, boom, it hit you. You were right there. There was no gradual cool down or gradual feeling of a cool down. Sometimes, you know, in my past experience that has always been the case. You know, the deeper you get into a room, it's kind of the worst or not the worst, but the more of a notice you notice it more that things are different. But this as soon as you walk through the door. And I wasn't the only one who felt that. Frankie felt it immediately as well. And it was so dramatic and it was like you were just walking through a curtain and boom one Two inches here, you're fine. Two inches forward, you're surrounded by this cold, energetic feeling. And so we really focused our investigation on that room. You know, we spent most of our time there. Just, we did an EVP session, which I, have well, we did an EVP session. We did a ghost box session there with the client there and let them, you know, participate ask some questions as well but we we didn't really get much you know after i reviewed the tapes or my recordings of the evp session with no ghost box or anything we really didn't get a lot i didn't get any real interaction no evps that i could hear it was kind of Occasionally there were some strange noises, you know, a pop, a crack. But being a mobile home, those kind of things. If I do put together an on-the-hunt episode with this particular investigation, you'll hear, I'm sure I'll include it because it's a good example, that you know, at one point in the recording, you can hear me, there sounds like there's a bang or a pop of the building or the home. And But that's common. And the recorder picked it up. We all heard it. I, you know, I couldn't tell whether it was like the blind kind of, maybe bumped up against the window seal, or it kind of had that sound to it. But I couldn't tell exactly what it was, and that was. But that's common with mobile homes because they, they do sway and rock a little with the wind, so you do get a lot of that, and that is one thing you have to be aware of and take note of, and you can't rule that as paranormal. But there were some other things like that, that we kind of, I kind of heard that I heard on the recording, but I didn't hear or notice it when we were actually doing the doing that recording session, which is a little interesting. Generally, I, you know, I'm pretty in tune when I'm doing these recording sessions or doing this session or doing any session. You know, I'm listening for things because I'm hoping to hear a disembodied voice, but it, and it is kind of weird that I didn't hear or didn't make note or comment about it on the recording with some of these noises. So is that paranormal? Very, very possible, but I am i can't say either way. Now, the EVP session, so I'm going to say is a little bit, was disappointing. I was expecting to hear or at least get some kind of response. Now, the Ghost Box session was really, was probably the most fascinating part. And if you've known me or listened to me for any time, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with the Ghost Box. I think it's interesting. I think it's fascinating. But I can't put 100% certainty certainty on any of it. I just can't because of what they are. And it is plain. It is picking up radio frequencies. But it, there are some strange things, that I'm going to talk about that here in a second. But the Ghost Box is picking up radio frequencies, and the concept is, you know, the spirit can manifest or enter, use use the ghost box to or use those frequencies and those radio waves to communicate or answer questions. Now the trouble with them is you have to decipher what is actually the radio and what is possibly the spirit. So that is the hard part and that is why you know not a lot of investigators like them they're especially skeptics they you know Because of the nature of how they work, just basically a radio that continuously scans, they say there's too much room for error, too much room for just misinterpreting something that is actually natural, that is actually somebody speaking on the radio, which I can't disagree with 100%. Now, there are some things you can do to kind of combat that. It's Frankie's Ghost Box. He was using it, and he always plays it backwards, which... Is good because if you get a for you know a word that is forward and the radios scanning backwards it's it makes it much harder to get that kind of response so that does lend a little bit more credibility still to me not a hundred percent but what was really fascinating about this ghost box session now we were out in the country essentially you know several a pretty far distance away from downtown cincinnati so there wasn't a lot of the cell service sucked i had no bars inside the home and like one bar outside you know once we got off the main road and off the interstate and the pretty much the main road and got closer to the place i did not have hardly any cell phone service so and there's not a lot of radio from talking to the customer or the client there wasn't a lot of radio noise or radio signals out there they don't pick up a lot of radio signals out there so what was interesting is the ghost box was seemed like we were picking up all kinds of radio stations you know how how frequently it was getting hits and how frequently you were hearing things which was weird because they don't have a lot of radio stations out there and being during the day it was a daytime it wasn't a nighttime so there's anybody knows anything about radio generally it's easier to pick up radio waves later on in the evening and at night because there's less clutter in the atmosphere with radio noise and stuff so during the day, there's, there is a lot of clutter, but they don't get that out there that much. So that is interesting with how active and how many little things were coming through on the ghost box. So with it going backwards, I can't say with 100% certainty that every response was a spirit trying to interact, but we did get some good responses. responses. My name got called. Um, somebody said my name. We were... I don't, without playing it back, I believe uh, somebody asked, you know, can you tell us the name of somebody or tell us our names? And immediately the ghost box said my name. So that makes it very interesting. And more than I, more than one person heard it. All three of us heard it. So when all three of us make, the three people in the room, I should say, hear something and come to the same conclusion, you know, Without you know me saying, hey, that just said my name, you know, I heard my name. I immediately looked at Frank as like, what did you just hear? And he said, it said your name. I was like, okay, that's what I heard. And the other person, yeah, i said I heard it too. Cause you, your mind can trick you a little bit, and you can kind of you know think you heard something when you didn't, and that is also a problem with the ghost box, you know. Even going backwards, sometimes, you know, your mind interprets the noises that, or the vibration off the noise, you know, and how it enters the ear. I'm not a doctor. I don't know all this shit. But your brain can interpret those signals and make you believe you heard you heard something you really didn't. But when multiple people hear the same thing, it, you know, it, it lends more credibility to it. And I like that a lot more. And I, you know, that perks my ears up just a little bit. So... You know, we did get some very good hits, and I will go over that. Maybe when if Frankie comes on to discuss um, this investigation, we'll um, talk about it and have him go over what he heard. And hopefully, I'll have him on. And also, I will do a special On the Hunt episode with this investigation as well. But that is par for the course with Ghost Box. I'm. I don't get too excited either way, but wh- where this investigation turned a little bit, we did actually bring a. Th- I should say this about this room. This room, like I said, we focused in on it, and it felt colder than the rest of the home. And the own the uh, client brought in a you know a gauge, a th- temperature gauge, and it was a degree, degree and a half colder in that room than it was throughout the rest of the house, which you know. I looked it had the same amount of vents so it shouldn't have been too different and what was really weird it was facing the way it it lay out of the land you know the sun was right outside the window the sunlight shines there so generally in those especially those type homes that tends to be the warmest room in the house that with getting direct sunlight and it was the coldest which is a little weird i I can't explain that completely. I mean, it's not 100 proof that there, percent proof that there's something going on there, but it is weird, and I don't know for sure. I d- I would just, from my experience, I would think that would be the warmest room in the house, and it was a degree to a degree and a half cooler than the rest of the home, which you know is good evidence to ex to explain what we were feeling, and it backs up what. Our bodies were interpreting as we walked in the room. But like I said, that was weird. Just how immediately when you walk through the threshold of the doorway, you felt it. You know, it was like night and day. It was like somebody turned on the light. You're going from complete darkness out in the hallway to walking through and boom, bright lights. If you had to put it in those terms. I'd never felt that before. It was Like I said, it was always a gradual kind of... uh, What word am I looking for? Gradual ramp up of energy it seemed like but this was immediate and i had never experienced that before which is very fascinating to me as an investigator and somebody who does this podcast so we moved out to the living room and we continued to talk um frankie does have some sensitive abilities and he picked up on some stuff that he shouldn't know and like i said maybe he'll come on and talk about that some people probably were trying to communicate through the spirit world to him a little bit of, you know, so I do think there is a lot of family stuff. Loved ones could explain a lot of the activity there from what Frankie was picking up on. And this gentleman did have a lot of guns that had a lot of historical guns that had seen, I won't go into too much detail, but had that had seen action in war and one particular gun, you know, Frankie, picked up and kind of, you know, it was charged and, you know, I touched the gun and y- you could, I'd never touched an object and felt almost like a static before. It was weird. And that was, that gun had seen action. You know, it, I, unfortunately it probably had taken many lives at some point in its history in the pa- in the past. So there's a lot of energy with those guns, I believe, especially that particular gun. And you factor in the Native American issue. There is a graveyard a couple miles up the road. Um, maybe that can bleed, be bleeding into this home. But the Native American issues, a lot of Native American artifacts kind of collects them. So not, you know, this Native American themed stuff, which can trigger, if there is a Native American activity there, having that kind of stuff could trigger a lot of activity. So... I think it's a perfect storm. I do, with one hundred percent certainty, say there is something going on there. I, I can't put my finger on it exactly what it is. I, it could be a lot of residual, just land-based residual type energy from the Native Americans, but I do believe there is some, maybe some attachments to that one particular rifle, and I do think there might be some loved ones. That have been deceased have really started have are around and reaching out a little bit, so it was fascinating. And maybe we'll go back and do a little bit more of a full fledged investigation, you know, with some other equipment to kind of document and maybe track down some of the stuff. But nothing, we had nothing out of the ordinary happened. I know, like I said earlier, that his wife had seen a full body apparition. I did not see anything. It was daytime, you know, nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, The TV had been known to turn on and off by itself. No electrical problems that he was aware of. It just happened once or twice and that was it. We couldn't get it to do it. We didn't get a lot of responses on asking to knock or anything while we were there that we noticed. But there were some kind of weird noises on the recording. So it's kind of interesting. I'm a little perplexed with this place, but I do believe there's something there. And hopefully, like I said, Frank will come on. He's a little bit more jazzed up about it. I haven't really gone over all the ghost box sessions. But like I said, I'm not a huge, I'm not a big fan of those uh, ghost boxes. I do think they do, they help an investigation. But I don't think it's 100% proof necessarily. It possibly could be at some point. If it's a really good response, like I've, I've been in sessions with the ghost box. I've been, I'm 100% sure that that was a spirit talking just by the mere fact of what was said. But, you know, I think it's just hard to decipher what is actually paranormal or what is a spirit. So it is what it is. But it's fascinating, and I don't know. I, I just think there's a whole boatload of stuff going on there. And there's definitely some energy in that home. For sure that is affecting and I think they're picking up on. So let's go ahead and let me take a drink here and. We will get to the comment of somebody that watched one of the videos. Let me go ahead and. I'll pull it up and I'll read it to you. I don't have my glasses, so this could get this could get hairy. Let's see here, what do I got going on here? Okay, I've been getting scratched for around two years now, and it had been, it had even gotten to the point where I would feel a burning ses- sensation somewhere on my body, usually the arm, wrist, or leg, and I would literally sit and watch them appear. I don't know what it is, if it is paranormal or just a skin condition, but either way, it is unsettling. Also, they look... Almost exactly what scratches you had shown on my video, or your video, which is my video. Now, just so you know, I've done two episodes on demonic scratches. Um, Both one, you know, the first one these were scratches that I received, and uh, I did a, you know, I did an episode on called demonic scratches, and I believe I did another one where I got scratched again, demonic episode or demonic scratches part two or something creative like that but this is common and i don't want this person to jump the gun and immediately think that it is a demon or because that is if you watch a lot of paranormal reality shows that is the first that is where they go to immediately and that like he he or she i don't know which one it was said they don't know if it's a skin condition Very possibly it could be. And I think that is the best approach. Whenever dealing with the paranormal, you have to start logically and move to the paranormal. Don't jump from the paranormal and and go backwards. Start thinking any kind of evidence, any kind of experience that you have, you need to try to find logical explanations for it. Now, in my scratch situation, I'm pretty sure I'm 95% sure it was on both occasions in two different locations. One of them in my own home. They were paranormal. They I'm not going to say demonic cuz I'm not a big that was it was a darker energy very possible. But I'm it was paranormal. It was not there was I had I can't say with like I can't there wasn't a rational explanation for it easier way to put it i'm thinking i was having some kind of interaction with something that was trying to get my attention on both occasions now but like this person said they don't know if it's a skin condition which is very possible and i think that it, they have a great mindset about it; they're being rational about it think about what if anything has changed if you changed laundry detergents re- recently or if you do have an animal a cat a dog or whatever did they possibly scratch you because scratches can form a little bit later you know you might not feel it at first and then when you're sitting there watching them appear that's that's a little strange I mean generally you know they tend they can get darker which I guess could give the appearance of them appearing out of nowhere but a burning sensation is very very common in both my situations, especially the first one at my own home, I felt something burning on my calf. And sure enough, I lifted up my jean leg and there was three scratches. Be sure to go back and check out that episode if you haven't seen it. Dogs barking. Studio is not very soundproof. So we probably get a lot of car, cars driving by with that need the minus touch with shitty mufflers and dogs barking, and maybe even people talking, and possibly even in the siren. But as long as the cops aren't coming for me, don't care. So we might have to deal with that a little bit. But anyway, getting back, you have to think about a rational explanation for these. So if you've changed laundry detergent, if, like I said, a dog has scratched you or a pet scratched you, kind of take note of that. And if it happens again, be sure to be aware of your surroundings since you are aware of this now. You know, when a dog does, you know, possibly scratch you or bump up against you or, you know, paw at you or whatever, a cat or whatever, take note. Okay, we'll look for the scratches at then and try to find, you know, try to do a little investigation with it, you know, to ease yourself. People are yelling out there. Oh, boy. Killing me. Anyway, they, you know, you have to kind of do a little investigation like I just said. And, you know, if you change laundry detergent, that could be something, that could be a role in it as well. Now, if you haven't done it, if you go through a checklist of possible rational explanations for it and, you know, you're 100% sure, you know, you know you didn't change laundry you your laundry detergent, you didn't get scratched, you don't have any pets, and it happened during the day while you weren't sleeping, because sometimes you can scratch yourself. While you sleep, you know, and they wake up with scratches and, you know, it could, you might tend to think it's paranormal because you don't remember doing it because you were sleeping. So you have to take those, all those things in consideration and it is possible that you will find a rational explanation for it. It's very possible. And I hope that's the case. Now, if it is something paranormal, you need to really take stock of what's going on in the house look for other activity look for things moving around um listen you know really get in tune with your own senses you know if you there's a part of your house you don't feel comfortable in or you, you get a strange fear you know building up inside you for some reason out of nowhere or something like that you know you know you have to be in tune with that you have to really think about that and you could have a possible you know have possible activity that is very possible and then you have to make that interpretation of is it darker how you know do you feel threatened and you you know if it's just something light and just the spirit world interacting with you there I wouldn't worry about it too much, but continue to monitor the situation and if things get darker if things get heavier, then you might want to go seek you know help by you know maybe a religious organization or even a paranormal investigation group um and let them come in you know use all tools at your resources you know if you feel it is a little bit darker or it maybe seems to be escalating that is my best advice and I think that is really what you should do and from the comment thank you for the comment by the way um if you feel you seem like you have a rational head on and you are very rational about it from the comment. Just do that, you know, and just be in touch with what the your home and you nobody knows your home better than you do and how you feel in different rooms, if you have a basement, if you are creeped out easily, and you know yourself. And pay attention to other people's reactions, you know. So just keep an eye on the situation. On even if it is I do not think all scratches are demonic. I know they say, ooh, scratch of three, you know, mark of the beast, blah, blah, blah. doesn't mean it's paranormal. It doesn't mean it's a demon, I should say. I don't buy all that. It very well could be. I mean, some of these could be. Mine, I don't think were demonic or evil because I never felt, I didn't feel that in those homes, in that home. So I think you have to know yourself and just keep, monitor the situation, keep an eye out, and keep in tune with your home, with your emotions, and what you're feeling. And if you feel you need help, by all means, reach out to somebody in your area. Like I said, whether it be a a person of the cloth or a paranormal, paranormal group. There are literally, literally tons of paranormal groups. But thank you for the comment. I think you're going to be all right because you seem very rational about the situation. But just keep an eye out. So that's going to wrap up this episode. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I'm happy to be back. Don't forget, you can follow me on Facebook at Ghost of the Night. Jesus, who are you yelling for? If they haven't answered you by now, they're not answering you. People are yelling. Brandy's not answering you, obviously. Quit yelling for her. Oh. Okay, I wonder, can you guys hear that? Oh, wow. Anyway, follow me on Facebook at Ghost of the Night, Twitter. At night underscore ghost there's the best ways to keep in touch with all I'm doing on the podcast um, I do share a lot of stuff a lot of articles and things such as that and give updates on the podcast be sure to subscribe to the YouTube page and leave us comments follow us and subscribe however you take in the podcast whether it be iTunes stitcher Spotify iHeartRadio. radio there's a boat love and we're pretty much everywhere but be sure to subscribe or follow whichever one they let you do leave a review. That would greatly help us. And I think that's going to wrap it up. So until next week, take care, everybody. Breaking the gig barrier with Wi-Fi speeds over a gig. It's more than enough speed to power all your devices. Introducing Gig Wi-Fi, new from Xfinity. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Restrictions apply.